Ooh, that was How's a good that? clap. Uh, that was pretty good. That was pretty good. That was pretty good, man. You ever get those claps where you clap so good and make such like a clean, crisp pop that it's almost like a vacuum comes and sucks everything out of your ears just to allow that clap to enter unscathed, untouched? Yes, I have been there. Oh, I've done that. Those are the best. Welcome back to Asinine Radio, a weekly podcast where we talk about music and, well, that's pretty much it. So, uh, let's go! I think I came in a little too early on the hay. I think I, I fucked it up. I also didn't know we were doing the haze again on this. I thought that was only for the news <laughs> one. No, 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 so no. We do, we're doing we do two haze. I guess we're doing two haze now. Okay. We don't always I do make, two haze, but but I but we're doing it right now. Okay. So it also, look. I did notice that the background music was cut like halfway through the last episode. What do you mean? The background music that's playing right now. Oh yeah, I cut it off by accident, but then okay. I turned it back on. Okay. But you can hear it now, so that's fine. Uh, oh, we're Asinine Radio. What's yeah, going on here? That's who we're we Asinine Radio. That's what we do. Um, we're back on this this fantastic episode. Um, go to iTunes, go rate, review, and subscribe to us. Follow us on, on social media at Asinine Radio. That's all the boring stuff I got. Um, but this week we're doing the Taking Back Sunday album, Louder Now. So that's pretty cool, if you didn't already know that by reading the title. Uh, but before we get into that... We're going to do our album rankings of the Taking Back Sunday albums. GBS. We're not doing their EPs, just their albums. Because we've decided to listen through all of their music and rate, review, and subscribe to them. So, <laughs> what do you got, what? Jeff? I don't know. I'm just talking. I'm just talking. Just I'm just talking. Just, until somebody stops you? Okay. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you got to stop me sometimes. All right, all right, all right. Oh, God. So yeah, like, like Tyler said, we listened to all seven because you said there were six and there's actually seven Taking Back Sunday albums. So we listened to all of them this week. We ranked them from from worst to best. And um, that's... Are we going to go worst to best here? Yeah, we're going to do worst to best. Okay. So Why me, wouldn't we do worst to best? Well, I don't know. Let, let me... Because sometimes we do, we do it the other way. I don't know. We've we never done to. it the other way. We do like the first couple times we did nah, best we to never, worst. We've, we've never done it the other way. We have, but that's, that's fine. fine. No, we haven't. Uh, continue the joke. So let me just let me just start off by saying, when I say worst to best, I don't think Taking Back Sunday has has a worst album. Like this whole week has 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 made me realize that they're like a good band. They're a really good band that consistently puts out good to great music. And so my worst album is only the worst album just because it falls into that category, into that ranking as being the worst. But it's not a bad album. Okay, I'm so, with you on that one. I'm I'm completely with you on that one. They don't have a bad album. So Just my take. my my bottom ranking album is Happiness Is. And again, I I only like this one. It's just I had nothing overly great to say about it. Nothing bad. It was just I had to pick one as the worst, and this one just was it. But that one two banger, like like the preface into the flicker fade, I think mm. is is one of the coolest things they've ever done. Wow, I'm surprised you like that Flicker Fade song. Well, because kids it leads in with that with that prelude. Yeah, it's too good. But yeah, that's my 
lowest ranking album, I guess. Okay. Uh, with me, I I've always liked them all, liked all the albums, but there have been there's been quite the upset with how I would normally have ranked these albums prior to this. Oh boy. Uh, but my my least favorite is uh, Tidal Wave, their newest album. Okay. Uh, that that's just, it's still a solid album. We actually that that was like one of the first albums we actually ever did on the podcast way way back in the day. Yeah, we did it when it came out. Yeah, we it was the week after it came out we did it. Um, but that that's a lost episode. So good luck finding that suckers. But um, yeah. So so Tidal Wave is is on the bottom. But the best song on that is the song Death Wolf. That is that is just like a banger to start off a record. That like is one of the great ways to start off a record with the dual vocals and everything. That is my Fantastic. like that one was tied for like my favorite tracks. I will say my favorite track after since because I, I was gonna say Death Wolf or this other song, but that, yeah, that is that, that is a really good song. So my That's my my second worst, my second bottom is Tidal Wave. Um, this one's a little a little too poppy and kind of like in the indie rock realm, but kind of in a direction I don't want. A lot of okay. the songs also seem to be heavily influenced. I feel like we've talked about this too, even though it's a long time ago. But a lot of the songs seem to be heavily influenced by other specific songs, such as like the I Fought the Law and the Tidal Wave and then Boys of Summer, I've heard, Jane Says, and then that song mm-hmm. Hey Ho by the Lumineers later on in the album. Like all of these songs were almost like just like dissected and rearranged and then Taking Back Sunday made it their own. But um, yeah. Besides the song you said, uh, "Death Wolf," I guess "Tidal Wave" would be my other, my other favorite Tidal song. Tidal Wave is a good one. Yeah, solid song. So number six for me is uh, "Is Happiness Is." Uh, it's this was one that that was like always way far at the bottom. I never, I never really liked it until this week. I mean, I don't know what it is. Some, there's something about it that, you know, it's I not just, bad, right? It clicked. It clicked with me for some reason. And never. There's only been ever been two songs on this record that ever clicked with me. Um. But the rest of it, I just didn't care for until this week, really. And I was like shocked, like why? Why haven't I ever gone back and revisited this record? Um, but I mean, they're just better records than this from them. But my my standout song from this song is uh, "Stood a Chance." That's Ooh. that's my favorite. That that the guitar lead in that, and just the way the the singer uh, Adam, you know, kind of harmonizes with the guitar. It's it's so fucking good in that song. It's like a perfect song. So so now getting into those last albums, I think these are all <clears throat> like these can all move up or down kind of any space because of how good they pretty much all are. So next one for me is where you want to be. I think oh. I think I think this one kind of has like the band getting a little more in the pop punk realm, but still trying to keep like that tell all your friends vibe and feeling to it. This one mm-hmm. actually has two in Two things about like the I think one of their best songs and then for sure their worst song. So the Union I think is a really cool punk rock song for them. Amazing screaming by Adam. I think it's an amazing song. But it also has this album also has their fucking worst song, the New American Classic. That is oh, their yeah. worst fucking song <laughs> they've ever done. That is awful. Yeah, it's not that great. That is the only thing that I think they've ever done where I was like, wow, this is bad. <laughs> oh, that's wonderful! Terrible. Um, <laughs> so my number uh, five is uh, "Tell All Your Friends." This fucking guy, dude! I knew it was gonna be so. <laughs> I knew you'd get mad, oh and I was hoping that that you, that this album went down for you, but it doesn't seem to be the case. Uh, I don't know, man. There, there's always been something about this record that I feel is just 
nothing about this album has really clicked with me very much you know it's it's a good album don't get me wrong it's it's a good album but it's there's just not enough focus and i don't think that to me there just wasn't enough there for me to really latch on to but i'm just gonna go with with the best song on it q without the e i mean that song is it's such a killer of a song i mean the, the back and forth vocals the the weird guitar chords i mean we've talked about it on the pod before but dude that, that song is fucking killer q without the e okay wrong but okay <laughs> um <laughs> so my number four is uh is louder now really that low huh yeah well i mean again oh. what like when you say that low don't it, I am. It's, I am. They're all good. They're like all four or five of these, like I said, could be. They could all jump two or three, two or three spots. But louder now, just like really quick. I I really digged it. Dig that they were going in like this different direction, and being ambitious, and they succeeded at it mostly. Mm-hmm. But for reasons that we'll get into later, I'll I'll just leave it at that. Okay, fair enough. Uh, yeah, th- this kind of excites me because the one album that I thought was going to be at the bottom for you. Is way higher than I thought. Oh, it's going to be pretty high. So I'm I'm pretty stoked about that. Uh, but so my number four is uh, where you want to be. Uh, I this is another one of the records that I never gave a lot of a lot of listens to, just because it, I've always thought it was just like an extension of Tell All Your Friends, which before this I thought was a better record. But after listening to Where You Want to Be uh, several times this week, actually, I I got really into this record. Um, and it just, it, it really picks up where Tell All Your Friends left off, but just expanded on it exponentially. And just, I love, I love a lot of his guitar playing in it. I feel like the lyrics are way more mature and I mean, it's understandable because of the age and also because Fred was way older than the rest of the guys in the band. So there's more maturity on the record, but it's still youthful enough to, to kind of have that, that, that fun the fun emo emo of the first record. So it was a, it was a great extension of tell all your friends. And I that's why it's my number four. And, de- and I mean, only a decade under the influence is my favorite just because it's so fun to sing. And their back and forth on that, I think is flawless. Hey, what about bonus mosh part two? I mean, I, I mean, it, oh, they're all good songs lot, on that so record. Many good songs. There's a lot of good songs on that record, but a decade under the influence, I think it's, it's mixed with nostalgia on top of everything else, you know? Is that opening so. like chord, fucking riff, and it's when the so, whole band comes in, it's just it's, yeah. it's it's so chaotic. It is. It it's great. It's a great record. It is a great record. So. Dang, like so so. I mean, at least two out of our top three are going to be the same, and it's possible, give or take. I mean, I know what your number one's going to be, and that's so boring. So but so continue. number number three for me is their self entitled album. This this was actually surprisingly like really really good for me. This was more rock focused than they've kind of ever done, and it was like a mashup of all of their previous sounds. And they, this is a mm-hmm. band that that progresses over and over and over, and and really tries to do something different. I mean, within like the rock realm, really tries to do something different with their sound, and and this time it worked really well. And this is all now, or um, oh yeah, that song. Yeah, that's that's yeah. fuck. I just closed the tab. Yeah, that's my that's my favorite song. There's a lot of good things there. I think they're really embracing the rock and the post-hardcore stuff here, and that really kind of captured the essence of this album as a whole. Yeah, and what what I've what I've always thought was really interesting about this band have been the lineup changes, especially with the lead guitar player, um, 
who also sings lead vocals on many of the songs. But this, my my number three is also the self-titled record. I'm sorry, I should have said that. But yeah, my number three is the self-titled record. Uh, and, you know, this is when the classic lineup of the band got back together. And this is the first record that came from that. Uh, so they fired Matt Fozzie, the guitar player, and Matt Rubano, the bass player, who had, Matt had been in the band for like the last two records, or three records, I should say. But Matt only the last one. So, I mean, there there was some like, controversy within the the taking back sunday fans but but yeah no it's it was a return to the classic lineup and everybody thought it was going to be like tell all your friends that's what everybody was expecting but then they come out with this like kind of gritty sound like much heavier and angrier than normal and it was it was refreshing it was like it was it completely exceeded my expectations when it came out and my uh my my i've i gotta put two songs in here but my two favorites are um it doesn't feel a thing like falling and the song El Paso. They're two, both wildly different songs, but they perfectly represent where the band was on this record. Like literally too. Didn't they move to El Paso and record that album in El Paso? Yeah. Like they Right they next wrote, to the border. Yeah. They wrote the record and recorded the record in El Paso. I forgot who the producer was, but yeah. Omar they, that's what they did. No, it probably was. <laughs> <laughs> so my, so so these two, I went back and forth with like a while. Oh my god, did you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I went back and forth with for a while. I actually listened to both these albums the same amount of times that I listen to Louder now, and so I've come to just just kind of like say that number two for me by hair is new again, <sighs> and so uh, this is just this is like just good alt rock with some of those those any notes i've been i've been digging so much this past year mm-hmm. but dude sink into me or capital emmy those two songs could possibly be my new favorite taking back sunday songs oh my god that is that is honestly so surprising capital I mean, emmy is, oh man i was just like i remember i was like oh i remember i like this song i was like wow this song is actually really really good you are you are a son of a gun. I swear to God, man. As, I mean, anybody unfamiliar with this podcast, we did the New Again record fuck, like two years ago on the pod, and it was like our worst episode ever. Like it was, it was a bad episode. Hated it. And Jeff just he hated it so much. He shit on everything, and I would try to bring up points like you know this, this, and that, and he would just like you were just completely shut off. To this album, hey, I, I fly just, by the seat of my pants, man. I'm an I'm an emotional dude, and, and it I, was I, I rate based on my emotions. And so yeah, so Jeff just hated this fucking record, but I, I'm so shocked that it's even reached number two. I, it's unbelievable. And, it was all it fact, was it was number one for a while too. I think until their self entitled came out, then I was like, you know what, I'm gonna go back and I'm gonna change this because we've heard this in new again. So I'm gonna I'm gonna you know I'm gonna, I, I I rearranged everything a lot. That's unbelievable. I mean, ah, you're fucking nuts, dude. And uh, what's even more annoying too is that like <laughs> we we did this album and he shit on it, you shit on it so much, but then I tried to bring you like other music from this guy Matt Fozzie who did a lot of the songwriting on the on the New Again record, and you shit all over that stuff too, like hardcore shit on that too. And then now you turn around and say, "Oh, fucking New Again's great." Well, I'm, I'm somewhere better than everybody else. <laughs> 
You fucking idiot. Hey, <laughs> I, I know when I've made a mistake, okay? I, I you with, made a for, big mistake. For whatever reason, at that time, something was just not vibing with me. And this week is just, I don't know. You know, honestly, I I, I mean, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll go into when it when I say my number one. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Okay. I can't believe so Louder my... now so high in your fucking list, but okay, go ahead. <laughs> so New Again is my number two. Oh, you're sad. How the fuck is two. Louder now your favorite album? You're ridiculous. So, you're absolutely so ridiculous. New Again is my number two. I mean, I think it's a it's a fantastic record. It's their most underrated record. I think Matt Fozzie is a fantastic songwriter, and he brought so much to the band when he when he when they made this record. And I feel like his 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 input on this record was a big reason why they kicked him out of the band or they fired him from the band was because he was kind of transitioning them into a different direction. And I feel like they didn't like it one because it was different, and two because fans didn't take to it as well as the other records, the prior records, especially coming off of Louder Now, which is arguably their biggest record. So they fired him and then they brought back the old guys. But yeah, I mean, my, man, I can go on and on about this album. I've so fucking good. But, uh, but yeah, my favorite song is Lonely, Lonely. And uh, there's so many, good, like Swing. Swing's a fucking great song too. I don't know. So those are my, those are my two, my two, Two best songs on that record Ugh. for right now. <sighs> sure, you got you're gonna be a, a simpleton and of course choose. Yeah, so record. so my my favorite TBS album is Tell All Your Friends. This album is just damn, that was a that was a big that was a big one. Did you hear that one? Was that loud? No, like I didn't loud. Oh, that's fine. Yeah, this album is just too good. Like this this literally set the standard of this scene. And I, I mean, it did for better or worse. But it, like no, there's hardly any albums or any band or whatever it is that with their debut album can can set the bar and not only set the bar but set the bar fucking high. It's like it, it and this album is not even the most creative of their album. It's not the most technical. It's not the strongest, the loudest. But much like Return of the Jedi as a whole, this is the best. Like this is the best of the best, and like this is the best back and forths, forths. The Forts. best back and forths we've we've heard of their entire catalog, hands down. Nah. And to go even further, my favorite song on this album is is, is you know how we do. That's a good song. That's and a banger. To song. just be like the first, just imagine like the first Taking Back Sunday song you ever hear from this band, their debut album, the first track off of it, and it's just just amazing nonstop punch you in the face, scene setting, banger. And that's what this is. It's it's absolutely mind blowing. I wouldn't say mind blowing. That's a mind blowing. Actually, that's a that's a big stretch right there. No, the fact that you're choosing louder now as your favorite as your favorite Taking Back Sunday album that's a stretch. If you didn't know, if you weren't listening, my uh, my actual favorite Taking Back Sunday record is Louder Now. You've got this new head filled up with smoke. I got my veins all tangled close.
Taking Back Sunday, formed in 1999 by Eddie Reyes on guitar and Jesse Lacey on bass in Long Island, New York. They currently have seven albums, three EPs, five live live albums, and have sold many, many records worldwide. The album we're doing today, if you didn't already know, is the album Louder Now. It's the band's third album, and it was released April 25th, 2006. It features Eddie Reyes on guitar, Adam Lazara on vocals, Matt Rubano on bass, Fred Mascherino on guitar, and Mark O'Connell on drums. To date, it's sold close to one million copies and is considered by some to be their best album. And I know you disagree with that, but that's Not fine. by most, by some. By most. Some is basically, I think that just means at least two people, right? But I, so I I'm sure there are two people out there, you and one other person, that think this is their best album. Oh, so yes, nuts. by you're some, nutty. people do think this is their best album. You're nutty. You're a nutty guy. So what are your what are your initial thoughts on this record? Besides attacking me for liking this record, what stupid. are your initial thoughts? Um, so this came out just after we were out of high school, and Taking Back Sunday had already kind of dominated our high school scene with their it. with their soothing melodies. Well, you're you're you were CHT in high school, right? You were cool at Tyler in high hey, school. So I, I I hated this record. You 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 painted your nails. You didn't jump around when you went to shows. You're emo and stuff, but you still mm-hmm. listen to emo music. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, this came out just after high school and make damn sure was probably arguably like the biggest hit of that summer when this album dropped. Kind of right. I mean, are we yeah, in the same it realm was, here? It was big. Yeah. Because I remember when we saw them, fuck, we saw them in Long Beach, I think. Right. And yeah, it was, Long it, Beach was Arena. Them, it was them AFI and Glassjaw, right? Was it Glassjaw? Was it? I th- no, maybe it was, um, oh, no, it was a uh, head on a fucking band that played the same head song. Beating Heart Baby. Yeah. Yeah, it was that stupid fucking band. They opened up, and then Taking Back Sunday played, and I think AFI played after them. Maybe AFI wasn't there. I, I only I remember Head on Amatica and TBS. It must have been Taking Back Sunday then. But yeah, I, I, I don't... And I remember I went to that show because I didn't... Well, I didn't want to go to the show, but I went because you wanted to go so bad. And it was shortly after this record came out, and I didn't like the band at all. I hated that. I hated Make Damn Sure. I just I did not like the, that music, so AFI must have been there because I don't know why the hell else I would have gone. Well, you went because we both went to equally stupid shows that the other person liked. That's true. That's true. I guess because I dragged you to like Wednesday thirteen shows and shit, and a couple corn shows here and there. But Oof. yeah, I guess I guess we used to do that. But I mean, honestly, Jeff, you had a great time at a lot of those corn shows. Yeah, I was. It was a show. I mean, it's like it's like fucking it it's like dancing. You always have a good time. What do you want from me? Except neither of us dance, but that's fine. <laughs> I love dancing. <laughs> <laughs> Said nobody ever. <laughs> oh, fuck me. But yeah, this. Uh, so when this album came out just after high school, I mean, I dude, Make Damn Sure was like the anthem of 2006. It was such a fucking banger. It was so amazing. And then to dive deeper into this album and think that there are other bangers on here, like Liar, which is still up there in like my top three favorite tbs songs but also like what it feels like to be a ghost is really good but besides those three there's only one other song on this album that is a banger everything else is just okay huh spin spin is a banger there are no there are no stinkers for me but holy shit 2020 surgery was close that was close to being a stinker what almost labeled 2020 surgery as a stinker Oh, dude, we are. 
Oh boy, man, we are just we're not on. Oh, okay. Woo, you're a wild one. Go ahead. <laughs> so, like I said, this album came out. wasn't a fan of the band or the, anything to do with them. It wasn't until like shortly before they released their new again album that I started to get into them. Because uh, a friend of mine named John, he was super into Taking Back Sunday, and he used to listen to them constantly. And then they started to release songs for that new album, New Again, and he would just play them all the time. And I think it was just a mixture of just hanging out with him and then just everything going on at the time where I started to get more into them, and then I just became totally obsessed. Um, but yeah, this 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 album, man, it's it's a to me it is is my favorite record of theirs. But New Again comes close. Like New Again sometimes is my favorite record by them. You know, it just, it just, I think it just depends on like the time of the year. Cause like New Again to me is like a summer album, but then Louder Now is like an album I listen to in the fall and winter. Like it's a, it's like a much colder album, I feel. I don't know why. It's kind of got just, that, that, that kind of coffee feel to it because it is based off of their first two albums. Like this is a louder album. This is a more intense abrasive in your face album compared to the two and so to, to yeah. say that this is a winter album is it kind of fits because winter you, you kind of associate with being cold and so you yeah. like in the cold you do things to kind of wake you up to get the blood flowing and this is one of those things so i i would i would agree with that so that's kind of how i feel with it and then also new again came out during the summer like i think it was oh nine and that was just an interesting summer to say the least so i mean there, there's just a lot of like memories and I, it's just nostalgia and all that shit but um, but yeah, Louder Now, I think it's a fantastic album. I still listen to it pretty consistently. Um, and there are no stinkers, absolutely no stinkers on this record. Uh, there are some songs that are just good. But, I mean, the bangers, Spin. Spin is my favorite Taking Back Sunday song. That's a good there's one. That's not, a banger. There's not a better song than Spin. That's just because it's the most aggressive on the on the album. So clearly, that's why it's going to be your favorite song. But it's also song. the back and forths. It's the it's the the harmonics that he used. It's just the, there's Adam so screams, many screams. Right? You like screaming? It is. I do like screaming. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not <laughs> yeah, that. I do. <laughs> but it's it's more. And than there's just a the solo. Kind of. There is. Yeah. But there, there's more. It's more to more to it than that. That's, it hits um, all the check marks. It hits several of the check, mark, check marks, yeah, but it doesn't hit the Omar or Tom check marks. So, Let, you let's do make, let's do make damn sure, and then go into twenty twenty. Like Wait, talk what? about let's talk about make damn sure. It's like it's our first song that we talk about, and then we'll go into twenty twenty. Okay, so oh, wait, I just it. want to say real quick, Spin is my favorite. Uh, twenty twenty surgery is an absolute fucking banger, and then Miami is my my new banger on this record. Ooh. Fucking love that song. Okay, so. So you want to talk about Make Damn Sure, and I don't know why. Well, because we already played it. Okay. So what do you got? It's a fun song. It's it's a cool song. It starts off with that inhale that he mm-hmm. does. So it kind of it kind of gives you that that feeling that what's going to happen next is not going to stop until he's out of breath. Yes. And even though it doesn't quite live up to that standard, it's still a cool song. That guitar riff, that clean guitar riff that's played in the beginning, it it treads very very kind of in that realm of being annoying because it's played throughout the entire song it almost gets there to me it almost gets there so make damn sure is a banger for me but it was almost just an okay song because of that that one that one thing just the clean guitar yeah it's ridiculous it's not ridiculous because taking back Sunday does it a lot and they do it in 2020 but it almost is like dude okay we get it you started the song off with that with that riff 
it was clean, I get it. And then he didn't stop throughout the entire song. And that's Fred playing that riff, I would assume. Yeah. And the dude has a degree in like jazz guitar. And so I he 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 knows what the fuck to do. He knows that he can be better, but he just kind of keeps it stupid at that part, which is cool. But he I, knows dig when to, I dig he knows it. I dig it when to be restrained. I dig it. No, that makes no sense. I dig that he's just trying to like keep that pacing with that with that tune to kind of keep you engaged and keep something familiar in that song to keep you engaged. But it almost gets it almost gets too much for me. It almost gets a little repetitive and kind of annoying. Yeah, but then you get into the the pre chorus where he where he hits the the overdrive pedal and it's just like that loud. It's just like <laughs> it's super high and. And then it just leads into like the explosive chorus where they just the back and forth vocals. Oh, dude, it's such a banger of a song. There's a lot of good parts in this song. Like, like I said, I, I I do think the guitar is, shines above all else in this song. That clean that clean riffage is yeah. good. It's not it's not in that part where it's annoying. It's almost to that part. It's like it like it's like you. It's right on the fence. <laughs> it's almost tipping over. Shit. It's almost tipping over, but it, it did not tip over quite there. And then, but like you said, like that screeching in the pre-chorus. Oh, the, yeah. Like, well, I don't even know what that is, but it's so fucking cool. And it's just great. like the way he can just use one notes to kind of drive the melody forward. I think is great. But the bridge here, the bridge in this song is just like straight solid buildup. It goes or the guitar goes from playing like these ascending chords to these descending chords right before everything kicks in again. I think that's like a cool thing that he does and that kind of shows like his 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 musicianship as a guitarist that he can change up going from one note to the other either ascending or descending but still but still drive the song and then but you don't even realize that they're going downward until the chorus kicks back in they're like wait a second i thought we were calming down but in reality you were pumping up yeah it's it it's kind of remarkable looking at kind of like the how this record was made too because so there's two guitarists in the band, but really Fred is one the, guitarist. Yeah, it's he's the one who writes almost everything. Even though Eddie's has been really the only consistent member in the band up until recently, but but yeah, so so Fred he's clearly technically able to play like really crazy stuff, but he knows when to hold it back. But I, what I found really interesting about the making of this record too was that when they were tracking the guitars, uh, Fred and Fred and Eddie, they um they only use like maybe three or four guitars, which is kind of weird in this kind of like production of a record. Usually you use up to possibly 10 guitars, depending on what kind of tone you want. But he said that they only used a few guitars, just like Fred's SG and like one other guitar of his. And then everything else was just like, they didn't use a lot of like, um, uh, like distortion pedals. They use pretty much just the amps overdrive. They just mic the actual amps and use the amps overdrive. They use like a lot of orange amps and stuff like that to get that a certain tone, which I thought was really really cool. Like they didn't they didn't they just simplified everything, so it was just their technical ability and their their songwriting ability that really led this record, and that's what I feel makes this record so iconic. You know they they didn't they didn't use anything crazy on the on it to get a specific tone. Like all the tone was just built in. It's their style. It's how they actually play. You know I I love that. I I agree. I think I think that is what helped make this record to be louder now. Was I mean I I've kind of been on the same boat for like years. I don't like distortion pedals even when I play guitar. 
And so like the oldest amp that I have that I've had for a while is, is my little PV amp, mm-hmm. but that has its own gain on it. And I think that is plenty and you can get a lot of tone just out of using the gain on your amp itself rather than inviting a third party in. And I think keeping it simple like that, keeping it kind of stripped down, keeping it honest is, is above, is, is, is kind of what they're doing here. Just keeping it honest. And I think they do a fantastic job at that. Yeah. And it makes this entire record just sound like, I mean, not just loud, but sound like a like an old like rock and roll band. Yeah, and what I read too what, that I thought was kind of cool was that they tracked all the drums in four days, like that. That was it. It was some it, that's super fast for almost any band, unless you're like have a really small budget, like or you're super proficient. Which this guy, he's not like a technical, super technical drummer, but for this guy to knock out a whole record in four days is pretty. It's pretty good. It's pretty impressive. Especially in during like in this day and age, you know, of recording. And then on top of that, they did record this record all on Pro Tools. They recorded it on Pro Tools, but they mixed the entire thing on analog tape to so when they so to give it that that different feel from a lot of records at this time and then since then too, you know. I think mixing on analog tape is more important than kind of recording on analog tape, if that makes any sense. I don't know. I mean, I I don't know too much about like the recording process, but to me, if you're gonna record under Pro Tools, then that sounds already set. I, I don't I don't see what the difference but would see, be the, to mixing it on analog tape would be. Would because make. the because when you're I what I think I don't know I could be wrong, but I would think like if you if you mix on analog tape, you're gonna it's gonna once it's converted onto the tape, it's gonna have a, a different tone than it was on Pro Tools. Than like a like a digital sound, you know what I mean? Like I don't know, I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. I, again, I I don't know the difference either. It's but. still it's still an interest. I think it's interesting because because a lot of a lot of bands who go and record like want to want to be different nowadays. They'll they'll record on they'll record the tape, but then they'll mix digitally and master digitally. That so that seems so to more... kind of go backwards is is interesting. I've never heard of a band do that. I mean, the other way. recording the analog and mixing on digital, that seems more authentic. Again, I don't know anything about recording, but that seems more authentic than vice versa. Just because I don't understand. If you're going to record it digitally, then you already have the power to go in and fix every little thing in there. And then you're just mixing on analog. I, then what, What's the point? I'm not sure exactly, but... Whatever. But regardless, I, it's just something I had never really seen. So I, I thought it it's was unique. interesting to bring up. Yeah, it, it's usually the opposite. Good or bad, it's unique. Yeah. Um, So Make Damn Sure, that was also the first single for the record. It did get a music video. Uh, the, Did you watch the video or do you remember the video at least? I remember and I watched it. Yeah, so I mean it, the video is just, it's a performance video with like animals eating each other and like just violent things happening uh, mixed in with the performance. And I don't know. It's It kind of grows video. into something else, right? The, a little bit, yeah. But, I mean, overall, it's just it's kind of boring. Yeah. not Nothing nothing crazy or good about it. But. Um, maybe we... Do you want to get a little bit into the lyrics of that song or do you want to move on to a different song? What do you want to do here? Um, I mean, I know, again, I think... Lyrically, this entire album, there there wasn't a whole lot of substance there. There wasn't a whole lot to dive into. It was pretty straightforward. I really didn't care too much about them. 
So I focus more on the music. But if we want, we can get into the lyrics if you'd like. Well, I, I want to talk about, I mean, I, I like his lyrics a lot compared to like what we've been doing recently because I feel like I like his, I like his wordplay and I like, I like how he, he's kind of vague about what he talks about and ambiguous. He doesn't really, he doesn't really, he's not literal about a lot of his lyrics. And I like that. Like it's, it's been like a nice change from what we've seen or what we've been doing on the pod recently. So I kind of like that. Well, um, as far as like make damn sure, I mean, I don't think that's, I think that's like the opposite. Like literally he's in the first, like in the first verse. Yeah, but I'm just talking about in general, okay. like on All like right. generally on this record. There, there are there are moments on this record where I don't know what he's talking about. Like I I don't know what he's alluding to. I don't I just don't know. I mean, make damn sure. Yeah, is one of the more straightforward songs, but it's not just that it's straightforward. I like the different he the words he uses to explain things. Sometimes I think is is interesting and different and a little bit more intuitive. I guess. Um. I don't know. I, I I actually liked his lyrics a lot on this record, even though I can't relate to like any of them. But I, I I liked it a lot. It was a nice change from what I've been used to. Now that I'm a new, now that I'm a I'm a fresh lyricman, like yeah. I, it's been a nice change from all the literalness of everything. But yeah, he's he's so deep when he says in the worst way, worst way. <laughs> you know it's, you know what I'm talking about. I know you're fucking around. There's there's only a couple songs here that that I th- thought they were. Um, creative i guess otherwise but i think what it is too it's 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 his lyrics mixed with how he how he sings them and how he delivers the lines nah because normally like because when you read when you read the lyrics along with him singing like he'll sing like half of a line and then there'll be like a pause or a break or like fred will come in and sing a part and then he'll finish that line out but he does it the way he connects the different lines in the songs is it's it's really to me i thought it was really interesting and it was it kind of gave a new a new perspective on the songs for me at least see i i agree with you there where the way he uses the words i think is better than the words themselves and that's something he's always done he's always been he's a showman like he this dude could be on like the next like billy graham or something he could be on tv healing people he could do anything he's a showman He's so he is, good at know, it. Yeah. He's so yeah, he's a fucking great front good. Man. But great front man. lyrically, it's just there's meh, meh, whatever's. But the way he uses those words, he he could just be saying gibber. He could say watermelon over and over and over and over, and it would still hold as much water as he does when he uses his actual lyrics. All right, I see what you did there. Okay, uh, fuck. Well, Dude, I, I want to fight you about twenty twenty surgery. Let's get into it. Oh man, well let, let's just play twenty twenty surgery okay. and then. I guess we could fight about it. I don't know why you dislike the song so much, but fuck, man, it's killer. Here we go.
There it is. <laughs> One of the best songs on the you I don't you're <laughs> You're uh, so I, I I'm curious I'm curious to know why you don't like this song. I've I have good explanations as to why I don't like this song. I don't know okay. why you like this song. This song okay. sounds like a weird like '80s indie rock song with some verbed out vocals and and there's just really nothing going on here as far as like the guitar except for that little leak that he does like three or four times. Mm-hmm. And there's nothing even going on with like the vocals, the drums. It's just a boring song. That's so weird because like. It's all the things that you hate. You don't like indie rock. You don't really like 80s type music. You don't really like reverb vocals. Like I don't what do you like this song for? I think it's a great song. I I mean, I like the bass playing in the verse. Like it it's it's a little off, but I it's it's like a good off. Uh I like the vocals a lot. Like Fred doesn't it's not like a like a true back and forth through the most of the song except for the chorus, but it's like it's a nice like Fred's Fred's just re- repeating what adam's saying for the most part but he does it like in a weird like in a different it's like okay so like friend of the pod dane like he said this years ago i remember him talking about taking back sunday and saying that when they're singing it's like it's somebody fighting with themselves in their head like it's two voices in somebody's head either fighting each other or talking to each other and that's kind of how i feel about this record and a lot of taking back sunday is that and fred is like he's he's essentially talking it's just adam and fred talking to themselves you know it's within their heads and and i like that and then the um the in the chorus the way that fred sings a different point of and then he has that 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 pause for like half a beat and he goes you and then the the next part of the chorus a picture perfect point of view like just that one pause at the first part of that does that make any sense? Yes. Like a picture perfect point of you, you. And then the next part is a picture perfect point of you. So like I, I like his little wordplay and it's just that that little pause I think makes this song perfect. Like that's it. Like that's it for me. Okay. I mean I, it's, I it's, can't. It's simply that one part that makes this entire, really makes this entire record is that one part of that that song. I, I I can't argue too much with with some little minor detail that you pointed out because in the Arctic Monkeys album that we did, the last note of that entire album was just a slow strummed chord. Remember that and a certain yeah. romance, and that was like my favorite part of the album. So I I, I get that you like that one thing, but overall but it, the song is is but just it's not, so it not it's not so your cup effective. of tea. Normally you would be right, yeah. And it's like I, these goofy crooning wannabe vocals, and it's just oh, I don't know, man. There's I'm some, changing. I this. like. I'm cha- this is a stinker. Changing <laughs> oh, it. Fuck you. You're so dumb. I even wrote here. I said okay, barely. I don't know, man. It, there's just something about it. And I, I I think it's one of the catchier songs on the record too. It's what it's pretty mid tempo, which is weird. I know for me, but I don't know. It's the little things like that that just really elevate a song sometimes and it happened. And like what you said, like with the octave chords, like it's something so stupid and subtle, but God damn, it fucking works. It works really well. But there's none of that kind of nuance in the song. <sighs> Jeff, 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 <laughs> there's not. There's nothing sorry, really okay, going on. But this is like, I I don't care, man. There's just something about it that just clicks <laughs> with me. I mean, I, I can't, there's just, that's it. You're a very by the list person. If it hits all these check marks and you like it normally, 
And this hits all the check marks of things you don't like. And so now my whole, I need to reevaluate my list making skills or something because this makes no sense. <laughs> you can't, you, you'll never be able to figure me out. I mean, I've got you like 98. No, you think seven percent figured out. You think you do, but I know you better than you know yourself. There's the classic Jeff line. <laughs> <laughs> But, uh, so, I mean, I guess we can move on from 2020 surgery. We got, I mean, we've kind of tapped that one out. Uh, so what, what's another banger for you on this one? I think the first three songs off of this album are absolute bangers. Um, what's it feel like to be a ghost? I think is the weaker out of the three bangers, but I think it's still a banger. Really? Uh, yeah. I, I, I mean, I love that little solo guitar intro. I think it's a great riff that leads right into the vocals. The, the vocal tune in here is a little bit weak. There's not like a like mm. a amazing melody to jump out at you as being the first song off of the album, but it is made up in the fact that it's got the great music and there's amazing harms in here. Adam's vocals kind of come into its own here, and it's almost like like that sloppy slurry thing you were talking about, mm. and, I, and I feel that's kind of what he what he's doing here, and it's just it's almost like lazy, but at the same time it's well placed and and thought out but the bridge part here is just like it's 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 whatever's like the only good thing about it is knowing that it's going to kick back even harder than before see like the the things that you're being negative about are really small things like no it's still a banger every every song you've talked about it's been like this part's so great this go great but this tiny little thing right here Oh, it sucks in the whole song. No, no, no. Okay, hold on, hold on. Back up. Twenty twenty surgery. I straight up. That is not a banger. I had nothing positive to say about that song. But you did say something positive because you agreed with me on the lyric on the on the way they sing the chorus. That that wasn't a positive about the song. That was I was just under. I was empathizing with what you thought. No, because it was a positive thought of the song. No, I was. I was. I was. I was. I was thinking positive of you. I understood how you felt. No, the song is terrible. It's the worst oh, song on the album, easily, oh, hands dumb. down. You're dumb. Just so dumb. And what it feels like to be a ghost is still a banger, but there are parts in this song that I feel that could be better. I don't know, man, because, I mean, the, this is where they they really, this is the opener of the, the album, and this is kind of where they had, they had, were leading where you want to be, like with the, the interesting back and forth vocals, because mo- for the most part, I feel this record doesn't have a lot of the back and forth vocals like the first two records do but this but what's it feel like to be a ghost is the perfect mashup of what they were doing and what they were heading toward toward you know every so far every taking back sunday opening track has just been mind-blowing you know how we do off their debut was fucking phenomenal Mm -hmm. uh Mm -hmm. set phasers a stun was fucking great song yeah, this song is is good. It's a good song. It's just okay. All right. Okay. <laughs> well, I'm gonna play. I'm gonna play it because it it's got to be played, man. That that guitar line is just so good. It is right. It is. I think it is.
like that that lead up into the chorus, man. It's so good. You like the same things about the song that I like. You just you're, you're too afraid to say that there's not a there's not a solid melody here. This song is driven completely by the music. Yeah, what's wrong with that? That's what I said at the beginning, and then you oh, fucking shit but, all over me for it. But what I said, but also what I said was like, there's a good call and response. There's a good back and forth at certain parts. Yeah, but yeah it's okay. no, musically, it, it it's the music that leads this song. I That's mean, just what I with, said. No, you didn't. You were shit talking more than I did. <laughs> you fuck out of here. You're fucking more, and you were shit talking. That's all you've been doing is shit talking on this record. Even You're before crazy. we started this record. You're crazy. Take the fuck out of here. Make damn sure is a banger. Are. Spin is a banger. What it feels like to be a ghost is a banger. Even though the melodies. When we the talked about okay. make damn sure, all you were doing was talking shit on that clean, the clean guitar. That's all you did. I just said it treaded very, very lightly <laughs> in the in the realm of being overused. Every song we've talked about so far, you shit on it. Not spin. We haven't really talked about spin because we haven't much, talked but. about it. But every song we've talked about, you shit on. But now we're getting to liar. I mean, we can finish up. What's it feel like to be a ghost? Because it transitions but, perfectly into liar. Yeah, it does. the 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 verse with the palm mutes, and then it goes into the higher part of the chord. Oh, dude, it's so good. Fuck, man, it's so good. And then it goes back into that main riff. Fantastic song. Great call and response with the vocals killer song but what i also like too is that in the beginning of the song it starts with just the guitar riff and then the drums come in so stupidly like it's just like the most like like you didn't, aggro... didn't know when to start and just started yeah. and it's probably surprised fred and what are you doing <laughs> exactly like it's so it's just so animal like it's not it's not <laughs> even like a musical thing it's just it just comes in so abruptly but it it, it fits well with the song a banger, banger, banger. It is a banger. That's what I said. No, you didn't. I That's did fun. say. I said the first three songs are all, not only are they all bangers, but they, they flow together very, very you did, well. I mean, you did say they were bangers, but then you've done nothing but talk shit on two of them. But I'm sure you'll talk shit on this third one too that we're about to talk about. So, well, Liar? liar. No way. Liar. liar is one of their best songs. You're being a liar right now. That's, so, don't use my words I just, against me. Too late, it's done. But okay, so what it, this is like one of my least favorite on the record. That's just that's I mean that's 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 crazy. That's crazy. That's that's crazy. Can we that's still say crazy? Is that a no no? We're allowed to say crazy. No, it's it's PC. Okay. Pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> so so liar, I think is a banger. I mean, obviously the transition from what's it feel like to be a ghost into liar. I mean, dude, come on. That that's that's perfect right there. The cymbal sound is so crisp and it, the drums are so clean. And a lot of like the early layered vocals make this song an instant classic. And that's why I like Liar so much. The gar- like the guitar slides leading into the chorus, they mm-hmm. add a nice touch to clean guitars. Clean guitars and perfect arms. That's a catchphrase. <laughs> Just made it up. Just thought in my head. That's why Liar is perfect, because of the clean guitars and the perfect arms. That's good. It's good. I mean, don't get me wrong. It's a really good song. It's just there. There's something about it. Maybe it, I don't know if it's the melody that I don't really dig. I don't know. I I can't. I honestly can't explain why I don't really. This song has never really stood out to me. I well, maybe you should listen to the clean guitars and the perfect arms. Oh my god! I swear to God, keep it up. Hey, then there's a drum roll later on. I love drum rolls. Can't get enough of drum rolls. Ah. <laughs> oh. God, I, you know, I'll just play a little bit of Liar. So here it is, TBS. 
That's Liar by Taking Back Sunday. You know, it, it's it's probably the one song on this record that is most closely resembles their first record, the Tell All Your Friends. Like it's it's pretty. It's has that emo vibe with all the downstrokes of the guitars and the the kind of offbeat harms and everything. I mean, I, I can totally understand why you like this song so much. It's right up your alley. It's right up your alley. You know, what, what's funny right now is that you uh, <laughs> you claim to know me so well, and yet when I call you out for something that I know you so well for, you you start mocking me. <laughs> did you mock me earlier? I did. I don't remember why, though. <laughs> why did I mock you earlier? I did, but... I don't know. <laughs> but I remember you did for something. <laughs> I'm sure it was something spot on. But... Oh yeah, absolutely, of course. Oh, I, this I'm this song also what? reminds me of uh, of of like Bleed American and Clarity type Jimmy World. Someone like the way he sings kind of reminds me of 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 Mr. Adkins in that in that era of Jimmy World. I don't know, man. And what about this too? I wrote this down. So when when when. During the chorus, when they say liar, liar, we're still keeping score. We're, if we're keeping score, this is we're all choir boys at best. That, the mm-hmm. way he says that sounds like when they, when they did the Miss Jackson song, Outcast. Oh, know, sorry, yeah. Miss Jackson. And if we huh, ain't to make your daughter cry. <laughs> Doesn't that kind of sound like it? It does, yeah. It kind of has that same cadence to it, yeah. Maybe I like it because like, it's like Outcast or something. I don't know. You don't even like Outcast. I don't know. <laughs> Dude, everybody, fuck, get the, everybody likes Outcast. Name like two Outcast songs. You can't even do it. Oh, besides, okay, all right, all right, all right, all right. I I can't believe you don't like this song. This is like top three TBS for me. I like. I told you I liked it. You said it's It's a stinker. No, that's what you said. No, it's one of my least favorite on the record. It's still good. Just, I mean, I honestly, it's the context of the putting this song on this record. It doesn't necessarily fit with everything else. But they, like during the bridge, this is one of the few songs that the bridge doesn't like. It it, it gets louder, like because of the it's title song. Now. Yeah, like the, the bridge makes this song louder. Like it gets more intense. It gets more I abrasive. Know. If anything, I, this I, song fits better than the, the other. The bridge, songs. the bridge the is the best bullshit part of the song. indie song. Twenty twenty. Oh my god. Twenty twenty. What the fuck that stupid song is that? Yeah, that sounds like a like a new Green Day song. Didn't Green Day sing that song? No, they didn't. Because they would have written. Was no, that off Twenty Century Breakdown? Is that the same was, like thing? No. Dude, Th- this is a Green Day cover. This is a bad Green Day cover. That's what Twenty Twenty Breakdown Century is. Your bad Green Day cover. <sighs> anyway, anyway, uh, let, let's get into. Um, what about so? I, what about like other things not about the song? So just, I, I was reading some interviews. Like about for, that the band did around this time, uh, a couple things that kind of stood out to me was was um, fuck Eddie Reyes had said. Actually, this wasn't at the time. This was later on. But later on, Eddie Reyes called "New Again" one of the most aggressive records that they ever wrote. New again or louder now? New again. Wait, why are you bringing up new again? Because that kind of does that does that like diminish this a little bit that he said mm-hmm. that. No, it doesn't diminish this at all. Not at all. No, I don't feel like it does. Because you love this. This is your number one. So, of course, you're not going to say that. But I think it does a little bit. No, it, because there are parts in New Again. New Again was interesting because it, it did have some of the heavier moments of the band. 
but it also had some of the most like rhythmic and some of the the calmest and just kind of poppy sounding parts the band has ever written like there was this weird push and pull on that new again record which i think makes it so great but to say it's their most aggressive that they've ever done but then here you have things like spin like error operator which both of those arguably are the fat the most aggressive heaviest things that they've ever done too mm-hmm. i True. don't know i, I think no, that but kind then of, but then go to their self-titled record and el paso to me el paso is their heaviest song they've ever written well, Eddie didn't say that, so I know, but that's what I'm saying. I didn't say Eddie said it. That's what I'm saying. And I mean, as far as like the least important members of the band, too. No offense, but did Eddie he be really care Eddie. when he left? <laughs> 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 I mean, come on. What do you want me to know? What do you want me to say? Well, speaking of band members who left, I might as well bring it up now. But Jesse, this Lacey? is the well, Jesse Lacey, yeah, was an original member of Taking Back Sunday, but he's kind of a piece of shit. But uh, but yeah, he left Taking Back Sunday prior to their first EP, but he played bass and started the band with Eddie, and then he formed Brand New, and then the rest is history. But this record, Fred Mascherino, this is the last record he did, he did with the band. He did two of their records. This is the last one. And when they finished their final tour for the cycle of this record, he announced like halfway through the tour that he was leaving the band. Like He told the rest of the members in the band that he was leaving after the tour, and that was it. That was all. And he did. And they didn't speak for many years after that. And there was a lot of shit talking within their songs about one another, but there you have it. Dum-dums. This is the final, the final, the final, uh, writings of Fred Mascherino for the band. But there you go. I also read that, um, that the reason, or one of the, re- the one of the big reasons why they went this direction that Fred said in an interview with somebody in 2006 ish was because they felt like the emo that that genre of music is going to fade. Mm-hmm. And if they want to fade with it, they can keep doing tell all your friends where you want to be, or they can do something else and be better than that and be louder than that. And that's kind of where they got the inspiration for louder now. But just to even think like how big they were from those first two albums, but to have that kind of like, what do you call it? Like that, that intuition, that foresight to think that this is just a fad. This is, this music's not going to stay and to change your style of music to where, because of the, because they did that, they are now still a relevant rock band. Well, I think it's because they were one of the, the biggest parts of that movement. Like they were, the, they were the, the movement. Yeah. They started that move. They helped to start that movement and they were one of the best of the movement. So it's like, they're the ones that are going to notice it because they're not the ones copying other people, you know? That's just, it's just, it's so, it's so intelligent. It's so smart. Well, I mean, if you think about but it, that you're comes seeing with wisdom too, because he was older, but you're also seeing a bunch of other bands that are trying to sound like you and you're like, okay, well I, I can make it continue making like a derivative of what we used to sound like, or we could try new things. That's what it is. But the difference, I mean, Tell All Your Friends came out in 02, and then this came out in 06. That's four years. I mean, that's a that's not that long of a time to think to yourself, you know, I'm I'm I think this music is gonna die. It kind of is though, if you think about it. It's it didn't really get years. traction until like two thousand and three, then like later on four and five, and now by this they're already done with it completely. Yeah, once two thousand five rolls around. That's why they started to change. They saw well, the that. genre wasn't done. The genre wasn't yeah, done until like but they, 06, but they saw 07, that there was, 08. 
But then, but then they saw that there were so many bands that were trying to do that, but not doing it as good. I'm just like trying saw, to, I'm just trying to like, like praise the fact that they were. He was smart enough to realize this. Nobody, a lot of people aren't smart enough to realize that certain facts will end. You. No, I'm you're not. You're you. like you're disagreeing with me, but at the same time agreeing with me. You're like, you're like, <laughs> give me a backhanded compliment is what you're doing right now. You're like, oh, that that dress doesn't uh. make you look so fat today. That's what you're doing to me. <laughs> oh boy oh boy oh boy i just think he's the only smart dude in the band wait the drummer you said no fred oh fred oh yeah fred is definitely for sure i feel like the smartest people in the band are always the ones that leave <laughs> i honestly feel that way i mean for smart reasons if, probably like fred he was a little bit older a little bit wiser he leaves the band because he doesn't want to deal with like their immaturity essentially uh, Matt Rubano is like a an accomplished bass player, like an accomplished musician. He gets fired from the band. Matt Fozzie is the exact same way as Matt, and he gets fired abruptly from the band because the band wants to go back in time and get their classic lineup to make a new record. I mean, it's, it's just it's kind of weird. It's so weird because another thing I read with with Fred is that he said after every tour. I don't know. If they still do it, but they have this. They throw this huge taking back Sunday picnic barbecue thing at their at one of their houses, mm-hmm. and they invite like all their their family and their really really close friends, and they just like let loose and like get drunk and they bring their kids and they just like have this picnic and they decompress from mm-hmm. the tour or whatever. And it's just it's so weird to think that these bands go on tour for months at a time and no doubt they fight probably constantly. Probably. But then to just see you notes know, say fuck all that we're done with it let's just get back to our lives now and still want to be with your band and the day after the tour is over too like he said this was like the day after the tour is over to still want to be with your band and have like a final like hey we had a good run we'll see you guys next year or whatever it is yeah. I think I think that's not only mature but it shows how close knit they are it is were. It's, it's definitely interesting I I'd never heard that from the band but I mean. Maybe that's why they are still a band to this day. But I mean, I guess when it comes to individual men- members, who knows? I don't fucking know. I don't know either. I don't know the ins and outs of the band. But anyway. Well, spin. Let's, let's get into spin because we both like spin a lot. Okay. Let's get, yeah, I mean, this is my favorite song. Do you want to play it first and then get into it? Yeah, play a song. We'll play it. We'll get into it. Why are you yelling me? Okay, here we go. Here's, uh, here's spin because it's, it's their best song. Send me 
Now that right there is the greatest Taking Back Sunday song ever written by the Gulp. band. Gulp. Yeah, I'm, I'm gulping. I'm gulping. Gulp. There's some really great parts. Oh, this breakdown's so good. So good, right? Yeah, I agree. Oh my god, what a fucking banger of a song! I, I mean, leave it to you to pick. Like, if if someone said, "Hey, what is? Give me one song, so I can determine whether or not I'll listen to Taking Back Sunday." You pick like the most unsounding Taking Back Sunday song to be your favorite. Okay, come on. There's more to it than. If somebody, okay, depending on who I'm talking to and they were saying, what song should I listen to? I would like none already of the other know songs who I'm are speaking like this. to. Well, I know they're not. So I, more than likely, I wouldn't play them this song. Depending like on who they under are. Under the Influence would be like the only, if you had to pick one song, I feel like that song could embody all of the generations of TBS. Like I said, depending on who I'm talking to, that would determine what song I would recommend to them. Because I'm familiar enough with their discography, you would choose this song every time. I would not choose this song every yes, time. Yes, you would. Like if no, this is like this actually probably would not be the song I would choose to represent the band. I would choose probably like "What's It Feel Like to Be a Ghost" or yeah. off this album. Off this album, I'd choose that song, or I would choose like "2020 uh, Surgery." But then if I were, what? Because like it kind of represents the poppiness. What? Because it it kind of represents the poppiness of their entire discography. I'm talking about their entire discography. I'm not talking about just but their not, first two records. That's only like three albums. And then of those three albums, only like half of that is actually like pop punk. I'm or just like saying, pop rock. No, I, like I said, false, it just, false. it depends on who I would be speaking to about the recommendations. I don't see how that makes a difference, but okay. It does make a difference. Cause you're going to, Oh my God, you're so dumb. <laughs> <laughs> I okay, all right. <laughs> I get the dum dum. <laughs> all right, yeah. Spin spin is but an absolute know, banger. It's like I, having a conversation with anybody, like any stranger or anything like that. I I you, think what you're you alluding play, you, to is 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 if if you're talking to somebody who likes more hard punk songs, and you would give them this, or yeah, if you like someone who likes eighties music. But then if you give them this, you're giving them false hope, as if every song is going to sound like this, and they're going to fucking hate it. No, but I would preface so you, it by you, saying... You're doing like the opposite. You're doing no. them a, a, a disservice. No, because I would preface it by saying, you know, not everything sounds like this. Then why the fuck would you let them listen to it? Dude, it doesn't... This is all... This is like really, really bad hypothetical. Like, this it is... It happens all the time. And no, people are like, hey, what are you listening to? Every, every Uber I take, it's just like, hey, you guys want to listen to the radio? What music do you like? 
and in, inevitably you'll be like, oh, if I like fucking take, because every time we do an album of the week, because I take Uber at least once a week. So inevitably every week I say, oh, I like, and then I say the album of the week that we're doing or the band of the week that we're doing. Mm-hmm. And so if I said, oh, I like Taking Back Sunday, he says, oh, like give me a song. If I want that dude to like Taking Back Sunday, I'm going to give him the most Taking Back Sunday sounding song possible. Because if he likes that, then there's a good chance that he's going to like everything else. But if he doesn't like that, then he's not going to listen. Okay, so in that context, then I would I would give him something off of a, de- of a decade under the influence. That's what I would do. That's fucking what I said, asshole. <laughs> because it's all circumstantial. Hey, people have been convicted on circumstantial evidence. Oh, you're insane. But anyway, Spin, fucking killer song, right? Yeah, it's so a killer good. song. It's weird, too, because when I first listened to it, I fucking hated, hated that little That's solo cool. lead part. I, actually, I, I shouldn't say that. I, should, I didn't hate it. I hated how it trans- transitioned into that bridge, like that little crossover and I was like, this is so dumb, dude. Just cut your solo or just be done with it. Whatever. Don't like bleed into it. But then I listened to it again. I was like, you know, you know what? I kind of like that they layered the solo over Adam's vocals and kind of made it into one mishmash. And then my third listen, I actually really liked it. It grew on me for sure. But like my favorite part, like you said earlier, is I don't like I I don't particularly like any of the lyrics. But the way he uses words, I think, is fantastic. And here is like the best example is when he says where the party is, the way mm-hmm. he drops off on the word is, it's so lazy and it's so it's so irritating, but it's just it's so him. It's so taking back Sunday. It's so perfect. Cause he says yeah. where the party is and just stops. I, I think it, it kind of represents the the context of the, the song, the lyrics too. I mean, it's talking about, you know, how how she had her chance with him, but she just fucked it all up. And like, he's just kind of like, he's over her, you know, at this point. And he's just never going to take her back. And it's just him kind of lazily telling her, like, you fucked up, you had your chance and that's it. That's all. So it's like, that's, I feel like that's kind of why he's singing in that way where certain parts are lazy and he's a very, he's He's always done it expressing himself. I know. But I'm just saying, like, I feel like in the context of the the song and the lyrics, it works really well. It goes hand in hand. I mean, I like that. The concept of of telling a, a lover goodbye is not. Eh. But, but I, it's, it's I, like I like it's, I like the way he uses his words, not the words that he uses. He could have said where the watermelon is, and I would have been just as fucking stoked. <laughs> You're so dumb. Just saying. You are just saying, yeah. That's correct. Just but I, I love the the kind of like chaos that the guitars and the drums are. They're just kind of, it's just like nobody really knows where they're going to go next. But for some reason, it just all falls into place during the during the chorus. It's really, it's really, really interesting how the song is, is kind of played, how it plays out between all the different verses and choruses. I think it's great. And then the, the buildup and the bridge is fantastic. Yes. So good. So, so good. good. So good. Their best song ever. And that's the truth. Yeah. <laughs> um I mean there are some songs on here that that kind of I had forgotten about. What's then, your what's your least favorite song on here? Um, I know they're all great and they're all perfect. No, my one. my least favorite's I'll let you live, the last song. <laughs> oh, that's like this one of the slowest ones, huh? Yeah, it's just it's just that just that guitar riff is just kind of boring and it, this, i mean it's it's not a horrible song it's just 
It's this one, there. it was like the only song on the whole album too that had like a, like an upfront bass lick. Yeah, that's true, huh? <laughs> like the only one he shined on is, is actually not a good song. Not that great of a song. <laughs> it's not bad. It's just it's there's some there's some pretty cool guitar. It's cool uh, bass playing on this record though. It's okay. Bit. It's all right. I like Matt. I've always liked Matt's playing. Matt's playing's been been pretty pretty he's cool. Good, pretty interesting. He's a good rhythm bassman. He's good. And do you know who he plays with now? Who? He's the bass player for Angels and Airwaves. Oh, God. There it is. There's the Tom connection. There That's it, it. We got to talk about Tom. Dude, course. my theory is true. What? Chugging, screaming, Omar, <laughs> Tom. If it has any one of those, you're going to like it. There's a Tom connection. You like it. Done. There's a Tom connection to like everything. No. Yes. Not Black Sabbath. Uh... There has, I'm sure there is. Percolate on that. Come back to me next week. I'll be I might. Fucking I probably surprised. Will. I'll be fucking surprised. I'll even. I'll even give you. I'll even give you. I'll give you three degrees of separation between Black Sabbath and Tom. Oh, I think I could do it. In three degrees. I think I could do it in three. Okay. All right. All right. Come back. We'll to see. Me. Come back. We'll see. Me. We'll see how that goes. Pin that one. Pin that one. All right. I will. Um. I. So there's really only one other song I want to play. Which one? Uh, Miami. It's my new. It's like one of my new <laughs> faves. I mean, I've always liked it, but there's something about it this week that I just th- like. The song is like almost all, all clean guitar, but just with like a little bit of like, this like a little bit of gain in there. It's just it's a killer song. The guitar leads are great. It's super catchy and very very poppy, but in all the great ways. So. I think this song is like their most fun on the album. As like maybe they had the most fun recording it, or they all wrote it together, like in the same room, or just laughing and drinking or whatever. Yeah. But there's a couple things here that kind of stood out to me. I almost feel like his vocals sound similar, like he's saying in "Liar," and that soul that comes in later on. I almost think the whole thing is just kind of like this homage to Paradise City by Guns N' Roses, in like a mocky way. Well, didn't they say that? Was it about this song? Fuck. I don't know if it was this song or another one, but they they said that they were inspired by Paradise City. I don't know if it was. This, this has to be the song. It has it to be the be song this because later on in the solo, you hear like like the first the first chord in Paradise City is just that like iconic. I think it's like a G or something that mm-hmm. Slash plays. They do the same thing here. It must I feel be like a, I read that, I, but I don't remember. What I feel like they're just was. like paying respects to that song in in like a goofy way, and I I absolutely love it. Yeah. It's good, and, and but listen to the vocals. I I, I swear to I hear like liar in there. Mm, I don't know about that, but what I what also is is what I like about this song too is that how how poppy and kind of happy it is, but lyrically it's 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 kind of it's kind of troublesome and it's kind of dark. It's this it's about a guy or about him having just being all fucked up on drugs and just being a horrible shitty person, and how he's still kind of that way, but his girlfriend or soon-to-be wife doesn't necessarily trust him and think that he's going to constantly fall back into that and he also feels that way too so he's not sure if he should move on with the relationship because he's not sure if he's going to like relapse and it's just kind of i don't know it's it's kind of a depressing song lyrically but musically it's it like you said it's the most upbeat poppy song on the record i kind of felt like too that that he he knows that he should kind of like end this relationship because he's a fucked up person, but he goes through with the whole thing. And yeah. that's why at the at the very end, he's, he talks about the wedding bells over and over and over. But 
the last line, he says, uh, truth be told, I'm never going to know. And I think that's him saying, like, you know, I wonder what my life, I wonder what her life would be like without me, but we're never going to know because fuck it, dude. I'm just going to. I was gonna milk this and see what happens. Yeah, it's kind of a dick in the song. I'm gonna ruin this girl's life. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's messed up. Well, here it is, Miami, by Dig Back Sunday. By the Taking Back Sundays. That's a banger of a song, man. That's a true, true banger. That one, that one almost made my my banger list, but it didn't quite. Ah, oh, man, it's it's a new banger for me. Like one of the top bangers for me on this record. And I just realized that it's not liar. It's uh, make damn sure the part when he says, "You haul out my hungry eyes." Oh yeah, yeah. I totally hear that in this song. Mm. Recycle. Maybe R E C Y C L E recycle. No, God, don't do that, please. That was from Rocco, man. Is it? Yeah, C O N S E V R E conserve. Don't you peel whether you to eat pollute the river sky or sea. It sounds more like Animaniacs than Rocco. <clears throat> no, it's definitely uh, it's definitely Rocco. You ever seen Rocco? Yeah, I have it all on DVD. I'm actually looking at it right now. My DVDs. Have you seen it though? Yes, I have. Okay. No, that song's okay. That song is okay to good, but not banger status. It's, it's, yeah. it's banger. It's like B plus, but the teacher wouldn't upgrade it to an A minus. <laughs> Do you have any other bangers on this record, or should we wrap nope. it up? I have no other bangers. Almost had error operator as a banger. Almost. That was. Oh, that's a good one too. That that's like another one of my, my my new, 
my new favorites, I guess you could say. I, I kind of wish that, so that extended instrumental bit towards the end, I wish it would just stopped after that or extended it even further. I don't particularly like that they came back in with vocals in the full band. I wish that it just would have jammed it out. Yeah, I can see where you, where you're coming with that. But uh, other than that, I have no more bangers. I have nothing really else to say. I do want to know if you know, but on the cover, so it shows that louder now kind of marquee and like the old 50s movie theater style. And above that, it also says 152. Does it? Yeah. Okay. So, I, I'm, I mean, just based off of that response, you probably don't know what that means. I don't know. I don't either. I, I tried searching for it. I only found a Bible verse. Mm, I doubt they... I, I can redo the Bible verse to see if that has if, if that sparks anything in your, in, your, in your little brain. Okay, I mean, go for it. Yeah, <laughs> you're such an asshole. <laughs> you're such an asshole. I couldn't. Oh, I couldn't even. So it was. It's it's Luke. Whoever the fuck that is. Luke Skywalker said this. He has brought down rulers from their thrones, but has lifted up the humble. Do you think that was intentional? I don't know. I, I, I don't honestly. Think so. After like numerous Google searches, I could not find anything that had any kind of insight onto what the fuck that was. Yeah, I think I think you just you're looking for something that's not there. But what that's gotta be something. But I even looked at like what cost one fifty two in two thousand and six. Eh, I think it just was probably a random number. I don't think there's any any significance to it. Nothing is random, Tyler. Nothing. Well, I mean that's true. That's a good point. But I I still think you're looking too far into this. Oh, I I just that's one of life's mysteries is what the fuck that means. Yeah, it's true. But um, let's see what else I got here in my notes. Uh, I also <laughs> there was an interview that that Adam did, uh, actually fairly recently, and he said that at twelve oh one when this record came out, he was in Tower Records, I think in Manhattan, mm-hmm. and uh, he went up and bought this album at twelve oh one, like the night it came out. I thought that was kind of that was kind of funny. I wonder if like the guy realized or the girl realized that they were selling this guy his own record. I know. <laughs> that, that must be so weird. <laughs> That's so bizarre. And he said he paid eighteen ninety nine for the C D, of course, because Jesus Christ. They used to be fucking remember how fucking expensive those things were? But a new release C D at Tower Records at this time? No. They eighteen ninety nine. In Manhattan, is that you think that's uh, maybe I, know, I guess difference? maybe in, in Manhattan, but but I know, like working at Tower Records here in Brea in 2006, at this exact time, like a new release was between 9.99 and 12.99 at top. At the most, a new release 9.99. Yeah, depending on who it was, it was between 9.99 and and like 12.99. Yep. I I feel like 18.99 is like a fair. Not for a new release, no, because they want to they want to sell as many as possible. So they they I what I think is that they they do it a little bit cheaper so that they could sell more and that leads to more marketing, like better marketing. Like the eighteen ninety nines are for, for like you know, I don't know, it, for kind of like more obscure stuff, especially obscure stuff like a, you walk into like the jazz section or the world section, those records are like eighteen ninety nine. You know, some rock stuff and some pop stuff are, but for the most part, it it wasn't that much. But 
That's my experience with Tower Records. But I I do want to say the the guy who we didn't even bring him up, but the guy who produced this record, Eric Valentine, he uh he's worked with some interesting uh interesting bands over the years. I don't know if you you looked it up. Yeah, he's he's worked with he's actually done a lot of I don't know about a lot, but some extremely phenomenal albums. Like Third Eye Blind. Their best album. Possibly like the best album of the nineties. No. The fact that you no, know, you know it's 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 up there. It's up there. He's worked on a lot of uh, sm- uh, Smash Mouth records, like from back in the '90s up until almost very, pretty recently. He's worked on a lot of crap. Uh, <laughs> you know, he worked with Queens of the Stone Age on a few songs. Uh, the Dwarves, their, their popular album too, their Deaf album, right? Yeah, songs for the Deaf. But he yeah. only did a couple songs or a few songs from there. He produced a couple of songs. There wasn't the whole thing. And then um, I look, Good Charlotte. He's done stuff with them. John Fogarty. Uh, let's see what else we got here. Maroon 5. All-American Rejects. Slash. I don't know. He's worked with quite a few, quite a few, quite a few popular bands. A lot of, uh, a lot of Joe Satriani too, from what I, what I remember. Yeah. There's, there's quite a bit of Satriani on here too. But that was mostly in the 90s from what it looks like. Still. Regardless, it, it's pretty rad. Ooh, and Lost Profits. Yeah, but we don't talk about that band. Cause the singer is a shitbag. Well, the band was shitty, too. They had two good songs. Were they good, though? They had two good songs. You're, you're saying they were good <laughs> songs. Yes. You're going on record right now saying they were good songs. They had two good songs. Okay. They had two good songs. Maybe Correct. that could be your pick of the week next week so I can trash you on it. I don't want to talk about Lost Profits. I don't want to talk about Lost Profits. Well, it's because you know they had no good songs. Well, there's, we're not talking about Lost Profits. Just saying, they had no good songs. Anyway, what are you going to rate this album louder now by Taking Back Sunday? We really got off track. Well, not really, but kind of got off track. It's, it's getting late. We've been doing this for a while. It happens. <laughs> I know. <laughs> this, this happens like every single time. When we do it, when we record at night, this tends to happen at night. Yes, correct. So, final thoughts and rating on this record. What do you got? Uh, again, I, I don't. I don't think that TBS has made a bad record, like ever. I think all seven of their albums are at least decent to good. Like in between that, most of them are actually good to great. And this album is this album is good. It's not. It's definitely not great. It's got, I think, three songs on here that are that are some of the best stuff they've ever done. But um, I mean, I, I'm not going to say that this album as a whole is great. There's a lot of there's a lot of faults here. I, I again, I I like the direction they were heading. I like the fact that they got away from from their the sound that they created, the sound that they started, the sound that they popularized. I, I like that they were ambitious, that they had the, the foresight to say, hey, let's do something different. And they did something different and it wasn't shitty. Yeah. They did a lot of great things here and a lot of the things here were like super heavy rock, but they still kind of kept true to their roots. There was something here for every year of a TBS fan. If you started from from like the, the, like the beginning there's some stuff on here you'll like. And then if this was your first album, there's some stuff here that you'll like. I think, and I think every album that they do after this, they do the same thing. They always make a song for everybody. 
And yeah, I think that's, that's true. I think that's difficult for any band to do. But these guys do it like better than anybody I can think of off the top of my head. So with all that said, I'm gonna give this album a let me give it two point five. Wow, that's really high. I'm shocked they it's, give it a rating that high. Dude, there's there's a lot of like, everything every song on here is at least okay to good. Every every song on here is at least C plus material, minimum. I mean, considering you shit like on everything, I'm shocked. Because it's, Absolutely I, I, shocked. I, I don't want to just sit here and because I know because this is your favorite album, so I know you're just gonna fucking sing its praises the whole time. So we gotta have a little back and forth there. Otherwise, like, oh, this sounds great. This sounds great too. Oh, it's the best. You Homer's know that never happens anymore. Tom is the best. You know this never happens anymore. Two point uh, five. I will listen to this again definitely. I'm glad. I'm happy because it's a great album. Uh, yeah. So final thoughts. I. I agree with Jeff on like everything, almost everything there. Uh, this is a song. This is an album I go back to over and over again. I always get excited when I hear certain parts of the record. I think it's absolutely fantastic. Uh, there are. It's not a perfect record. Uh, there are moments on this record that I just feel are okay. So I can't give it a perfect three. I'm not going to give it a perfect three, <laughs> but I am going to give oh, it a two point seven oh, on this. Okay. So it's, it's not not perfect. Let's just say that. Not perfect. So 2.7 out of our three-point rating system. Three is a perfect album. Two is a good album you're going to continue listening to. One is a bad album, but give it a shot. And zero is just fucking horrible. So there you go. That's what we got. We, got, we just finished Taking Back Sunday and their album Louder Now. Thank you again to everyone out there listening to Asinine Radio. You have all been amazing. So don't forget to go rate, review, and subscribe to us on iTunes. Go follow us on social media at Asinine Radio. And uh, just keep on listening. Tell all your friends and friends. All your friends and friends. Tell all your friends. Tell all your friends about this awesome podcast that we Tell all your friends where you want to be. I don't know. That was not funny. I was trying to, to continue, but I just couldn't do it. But anyway, that's it. That's it. That's all. Um, David, Jeff. Are we? Are we David, Jeff? We're David, Jeff. 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 Oh yeah, dude! Look at the first the first sentence of chair is one of the basic pieces of furniture. A chair is a type of seat. <laughs> <laughs> oh god, why is that funny? A chair is a type of seat. <laughs> type of seat, and you can click oh, on seat, of god. course. You are my fire, the one desire of. When I say that I want it that way. It's pretty fun just fucking sitting here in my seat. One of the basic human positions. Maybe I'll stand or possibly kneel or squat slash crouch or lie. I think I'll just sit in my chair.
basic piece of furniture. There we go. Cool hat. I'm going to call you CHT. That stands for Cool Hat Tyler. Hey, I, I like that that's name. What you're, that's what you're doing Okay, right that's now. fine. It's a good nickname. Thank you. It's a horrible nickname. But anyway, this <laughs> song is, is I want to talk about Ronnie Radke because we always make fun of him. Did a collaboration with uh, Boys Noise. I hate that name. Uh, Boys Noise, baby. I also hate this guy's name, Ty Dollis Sign. Like, ugh, just shut up. But he did a <laughs> he did a song with them called Midnight Hour. No, except that I would be more likely to go to the used tour than I would the Bad Religion Alkaline Trio tour. Oh, me too, absolutely. Not just because it's at a small club nah. venue. Not because it's just at a small club, but ooh, that was How's a good that? clap. Wow, that was pretty good. That was pretty good. That was pretty good. Man. That was pretty good. You ever get those claps where you clap so good it makes such like a clean, crisp pop? that it's almost like a vacuum comes and sucks everything out of your ears just to allow that clap to enter unscathed, untouched. Yes, I have been there. Oh, I've done that. Those are the best. That's just, that's, I mean, that's, that's, that's crazy. That's crazy. That's, that's crazy. Can we that's still say crazy? Is that a no-no? We're allowed to say crazy. No, it's, it's PC. Okay. Pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I can totally understand why you like this song so much. It's right up your alley. It's right up your alley. You know, what, what's funny right now is that you uh, <laughs> you claim to know me so well, and yet when I call you out for something that I know you so well for, you you start mocking me. <laughs> Didn't you mock me earlier? I did. I don't remember why, though. <laughs> why did I mock you earlier? I did, but... I don't know. <laughs> but I remember you did for something. <laughs> I'm sure it was something spot on. But. Oh yeah, absolutely, of course. 